Hey, stoners. Uh, thanks so much for listening to I'm Too Effing High. Um, if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, you know that uh, one of our missions is to normalize cannabis, normalize cannabis and culture. But uh, one of those things that we've, uh, we've really dealt with over the last four years that we've talked about has also been the racial and social injustices that are surrounded by cannabis. Cannabis prohibition was based in racism and, and um, in the 1930s and, and uh, still to this day exists. So we wanted to take a moment before this episode just to kind of talk about everything that's been going on the past few weeks. Uh, we've had uh, uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, join us in marching and protesting for it, also donating to the causes that, that amplify uh, the idea that Black Lives Matter. And we want to continue to use this podcast as a, a place to call for more action. Obviously, you know, it's a comedy podcast. We, we, we enjoy normalizing cannabis use through the language of comedy, as James said. But um, it feels uh, impossible not to address what is happening. And we, we want to urge our listeners to be active as well in this matter. And cannabis is just one aspect of um, many different ways that Black people and people of color uh, in this country are are treated unfairly and locked up. And uh, we recognize that and, and we know that cannabis is just one small part that needs to change, but there's a lot of things that need to change. And that's why we uh, we strongly encourage you, if you if you can, to donate or to set up recurring donations. Uh, and so in the show notes, we've included a link uh, to Act Blue, which is a, a, a link that um, will help you donate instantly to several different organizations that all address these issues, including the Black Lives Matter Global Network, National Bailout, Know Your Rights Camp, Black Voters Matter Fund, BYP 100, the NAACP, National Police Accountability Project, Color of Change Education Fund, Unicorn Riot, Advancement Project, Higher Heights for America, and Verified Action. Uh, if you donate at this link, it'll split your donation between all of these causes and organizations so, you know, it really simplifies the process uh, if you're looking for something like that. Yeah. And every dollar counts. One dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Every dollar uh, is, is progress towards the ultimate goal of, you know, finally getting us to a place where, where everybody's treated fairly by uh, law enforcement. We appreciate you listening to I'm Too Effing High. We appreciate you supporting the normalization of cannabis. Just know that we, as a podcast, we support Black Lives Matter. Welcome back, stoners. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Too Epping High. I'm your high host, James Mastriani. Thank you so much for being here. Um, if you're not familiar with this show, this is the show where we get comedians high on cannabis and have them do comedic challenges to prove that marijuana makes everything funnier. That's the point of the show. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a live stream now. Um, we just had a, uh, we do, we drop a new podcast episode every single Tuesday. Check out the newest one with Mike Castle and Joey Greer, uh, just came out today. And, um, we also, uh, we do a, a, a live cast or live stream every single Tuesday and Friday at six this Friday, we've got a super fun show. Uh, we will be, uh, performing on UCB's YouTube's live stream, uh, I guess is what it would be called weird times 
And we've got a great show today that we're really excited about. On, on Tuesdays, we like to do producers episodes. We bring in special guests. We, we, t- we, we talk, we uh, you know do different things. Today, we're, we're gonna be doing a very special episode. We'll talk about it in a second. But first, let me introduce my right-hand man, DJ Blue Dream. Smoke weed every day. What's mm. happening? What's up, our lovely audience? We got some cool people here. What's up, Kevy? Kevy's always here and I fucking love it. Oh yeah. What's oh, up, yeah. Kevy? Thanks Thank for you for back. being here. Yeah. Good uh, vibes, good vibes. Yeah, and we got another special guest that the audience can just see hanging out near the Aurora Borealis uh, right now. Right. Yeah, one of our, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the producers of the show and uh, frequent uh, 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 contributor. Welcome yeah. back, Matt Newell. Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. Born for that music. Born for that. Uh, how's it going? Good, buddy. How you doing? Good, good. I'm very high. I just realized. Um, I quickly smoked. I was like, I gotta get high really fast. I think I overdid it. <laughs> uh, uh, it like caught up. Uh, I'm like, um, yeah. It's like good. it starts to it starts to like overlap itself. You're yeah. high. Uh, what do they call that in, in NASCAR? Like you drift, you're high drift. I'm drafting. Dra- drafting. Yeah. Drafting. Yeah. 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 The, it's, the first high is making the, all the other highs stronger behind it. And it's it's like a human centipede of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, that's how NASCAR works. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, well, welcome, Whoa. man. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Um, DJ Blue Dream, do you want to lead us into, uh, lead us in a quick, uh, smoke prayer? That's right. Before our, uh, our other very special guests get here, why don't we all do what we always do? The most sacred, beautiful ritual of the day. The one that makes Whoa. your whole day from now <laughs> go beautifully. The simultaneous smoke. Please, if you uh, are watching, feel free to join along with us on the simultaneous smoke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alarm. <laughs> Love when a fanfare is followed up by some deep throat hacking. Yeah. Um, that one just got me very high. Now I am I am absolutely involved in a um uh, drafting of uh, human centipede, <laughs> human centipedes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we um, got someone. Uh, Gabby says, "Don't let Joel not smoke." I guess Joel may be planning not to smoke. And Alexa Russo says, "I got my pipe going." Uh, oh, so, oh yeah, Alexa. Oh yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what the Joel mythology is, but we'll find out. I guess in a we're second. gonna find out. <laughs> well, have you guys uh, been doing edibles today as well, or just smoking? Uh, I just been smoking. I've been smoking, and I took uh, I took a five milligram mint. Mm. Uh, I took a I took a twenty five on Sunday. Uh, it was very fun. Oh yeah. Um, when I was, um, uh, like, for your birthday. For my birthday, yeah. For like at like eleven in the morning, I it was very oh. fun day. Oh, dude, that's great. How long did it last <laughs> yeah. you? It's about three thirty or so. 
Yeah. Um, very cool. Okay. Um, Good. Great. Our special cool. guests are here. If we. Uh, yeah. If we right. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, part of our Good Vibes um, episode today is is we have uh, two guests here who bring very good vibes. They also just um, wrote and released a song and a music video that I think is full of good vibes as well. Uh, it's a great tune, it's a great video, and excited to have them here. Please welcome Will Hines and Joel Spence. <laughs> <laughs> every day smoke weed, please smoke weed every day. Weed every day, smoke weed, please smoke weed every day. Jam. Like the jam. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Good. How good. You doing? good. 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 Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is a real pleasure. This is. Uh, I was so excited to see your text. I. I was. I'm just pleased. Yeah, was, I'm pleased. I was to also have you pleased. Here. I was. I was very pleased. I was content. <laughs> I was warmed. Yeah. Oh. I it's oh. good to see you guys. Yeah, yeah, nice to see you guys. In a minute. Yeah. Um, so real fast, because I know you guys, um, I know I know Will for you for sure. <laughs> no, you don't really have a relationship to cannabis, right? You don't you don't no, really I've, partake. I'm a sober, straight edge asshole. Uh total <laughs> no, it's great. Far right, far right <laughs> anti-drug. Anti, yeah, far right, yeah, anti-drug. Oh God! Uh, burning books. I'm into burning books. Um, no, uh, yeah, I just um, I got sober like seven years ago, so I went the full full nine yards. Before that, I would I would smoke sometimes. I was never okay. great at it. I was never great. Yeah. I, I for me, it was quitting drinking was the crucial thing, and I didn't have like a problem that I knew of with weed, but I just sort of I threw the whole thing out. It was easier yeah. for me to do that, but I've always, I've always liked pot. My friends who who smoke a lot of pot are my favorite people, and of the vices, I think it's the best one. You know what I mean? Oh like, shit! Yeah. You heard you heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a hot take. Send it. Spread out. Spread the news. <laughs> my number one vice, even though I don't do it. Yeah, I, I guess that. it's not even really not even really a vice, but like. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, like totally. I remember in yeah. college, there was people who loved to drink too much and people who loved to smoke a lot. The people who smoked a lot, great people, never a problem. Yeah. It was like, I lived in Boston in 1994 and I remember there was like a legalize it festival or something like that. You know, and marijuana was not legalized at all in 1994. Totally. So this was like, ostensibly you were not supposed to smoke anything. It was just like, let's gather and peaceably demonstrate that we think weed should be legalized. But of course, everybody at that festival was completely stoned and i was standing <laughs> here a couple of cops and i heard them say to each other and they were like nobody's misbehaving <laughs> it's like the most docile and peaceful crowd but yeah. if you went to like a music festival where beer would be legal there's gonna yeah. be some level of absolutely not, not nothing alcohol necessarily means bad behavior but you're way more likely to have yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. Start wrestling each about? other. Yeah, yes. just people start punching each other in the face for fun. Yeah. So I respect it. it. Yeah, it exacerbates like uh, 
yeah. you know, some some rough qualities sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, as an yeah. outsider, as a square, as a total nerd, I still to me it's always a good sign when somebody's smoking up or or into it. I always it warms my heart, even though, oh, yeah. uh-huh. even though I would smoke to that. Yeah, yeah. If you ever ran for politics. Well, I think that would be a great campaign slogan for you to start Ran your stump speeches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you run for what the general you... concept of politics. If you've ever, what if you ever run away you from, from politics. Just politics, just, and I'm offering myself for whatever position. Okay, all right. That's I'm open, a... I'm open. City council, <laughs> mayor, whatever you want. Well, I'm just the county registrar, so I don't know how it's supposed to help you out. <laughs> and now, Joel, you... Joel, you smoke weed though, right? Uh, from time to time, yeah. And from time I've been to on time, a journey, definitely a big journey with it. Because um, as a, I would occasion, like once in a blue moon, have it once I got to, or just a little bit before drinking age. But drinking was probably more the accepted thing. Right. Um, but I'd run with Will on pretty much everything he said about it um there and there was a point you know i, I guess i just had hang-ups about the illegality of it and that's right how, that's the power of that that mm. label yeah um, totally the drag it mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i got out here that and was hanging with a more um pro-weed crowd not just use but also just the advocacy of legalizing it that i start to pay attention and it doesn't take much once you start paying attention to become completely convinced that why is of of its legality yeah like it's yeah totally Um, the facts the facts start to stack up and you start to go like oh wait a second i mean every fact almost every anecdotal experience like there is almost there's almost zero percent it's yeah. almost the equivalent of like how good exercise is for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just sort of overwhelming. Yeah, the data water. stacks up yeah. every Besides single example. Water, hell yeah. 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 Uh, you should glass some water. <laughs> I guess it is one of the nicer things that's happened to the country in the past. And you're just thinking about how I'm down on the yes. current political environment. But like one of the nicest things is way more tolerance for weed. Like that's just yeah. a gentler... Yeah just a gentler attitude in general, like a live and let live sort of attitude is lots of exceptions to this, but we're certainly Mm -hmm. going in the right direction. And that's really nice. Well, we're pretty much part of the same generation. I never thought this would ever happen. I never even like entertained the idea growing up that this was a possibility. Oh, wow. When Bill Clinton had to just sort of indirectly admit that he smoked pot once, it was like, can this guy run for president? (laughs) Now I feel like somebody could fucking spliff up in a debate and it would be like yeah. not the craziest thing to happen in any of the debate. yeah sorry not it's to correct great. you will but i think you meant run for politics <laughs> <laughs> i hope um, I'm glad we, that we just, we, uh it's crazy like i was we get we delivered now it's like yeah. pizza it's yeah uh they take credit cards it's insane <laughs> how uh well Yes, I lived I lived in New York City. I moved to New York City in 1996 and I was 26 and and very like shy about substances in general. Um, Even even like um, I hadn't even reached peak drinking yet, which, of course, was totally legal. But like I remember being struck at that time how weed in New York City at that time, although illegal and you could get in trouble for it, there was a huge delivery system infrastructure like. Yeah. 
There was a the better, bicycles, right? Yes, yeah. a better support yeah. system for delivering weed than of pizza. Like there was like a stronger. Oh, all know. those bicycles that were going very slowly. <laughs> yeah, New York. Like, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the messenger bikes they're going fast. You know, they're going, and then there's yeah. the other bikes that are kind of. There's some guy that's kind of wavering back and forth in the lane, just like, <laughs> like just like, it's like. But I remember being, but that was like it seemed crazy. Like it was a criminal, a criminal practice at that time. But people would just give you phone numbers and be like, page this number, text this number. They'll they'll have it to you in half an hour or whatever. I, I grew yeah. up in Texas and I know there's a couple of, at least a couple of Texas friends that are actually watching this right now and uh, who smoke. And the first time I got it delivered. Woo, go Longhorns, hook them <laughs> yeah, horns. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's take, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment, yeah, hook <laughs> <laughs> uh, But the first time I got it delivered, I think before it was delivered, I told everybody that I just ordered pot in Texas, I was gloating. Oh basically. yeah. Um, that's yeah because some of them have to travel a great distance to find you know oh yeah to purchase it and uh, legally you know and uh yeah. so we uh, i feel fortunate to live in a state that is um yeah. have has that in infrastructure i'm committed California. Yeah. i'm committed to not drinking alcohol but i always imagined i'll like slip back into pot at some point when it feels right edibles or something like that I'd love to do love CBD it. oil, which I know is not exactly the same thing. It's like adjacent, but yeah. um, I was, I don't know. Hey, but it's good. Yeah, it's its good to try though. It's good yeah. to try. Do you mm -hmm. guys do use CBD oil? You, you I use a tincture at night. I use a tincture under the tongue at mm -hmm. night. And it um, I definitely noticed that it, it, I feel like it gives me a little bit of a deeper sleep. Uh -huh. Yeah, I use it. I use that same thing too. And I've had like CBD uh, sodas and, and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah yeah has has this show changed your guys relationship to to weed at all it must somewhat right i mean it must yeah be for sure like yeah. that i think also just from when we like <laughs> yeah oh for sure just because there's a reason that yeah. feels like work smoke a lot more yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's not <laughs> yeah uh, but also when we did it i mean i i feel we i don't i never know whether to talk about live theater in the past tense or the present tense but yeah. when yeah. we've done the live show like doing that uh, over and over I feel like made me completely like just completely changed my experience of weed because it became a it became like a communal thing yeah. you know like you're smoking yeah. with a hundred other people uh, at once that, it became it, yeah it became it less a, like a very insular thing it's a very social drug um uh like as opposed to cocaine which seems to be sort of an isolator and a divider like pot brings everybody together actually alcohol yeah. does that too that is a, that is a pro of alcohol in terms of substances like there's tons yeah. of downsides of it, but it is a social, a social activity. And so, but weed is a social activity with way less downside. It's just, it's friendly. It's friendly. People are very generous with weed. Very friendly. And, and they're, very friendly. they're stingy with everything else, but people will like, you know, I mean, J.R. Tolkien smoked it. You know what I mean? Like, no. and, and he wrote yeah. the Lord of the Rings. Like those are such friendly stories, you know? They're so warm. Yeah. <laughs> well, also I was just thinking that there's also this weird infrastructure of underground usage um, that people are, since it's been illegal for so long, people have been, are used to finding the people that smoke weed and, right. and finding the places <laughs> to do it and the safe places to do it that um, it's already for a lot of people who have been growing up through this, you know, this last century there, uh 
there there's already a, re a communal relationship with the people that, that smoke weed with them it's interesting mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm making any sense i lost no, yeah, you yeah, but I, I like the sentiment i like oh, the, yeah. i like the friendly vibe of it yeah, all, the, <laughs> all the grades i got on my essays were... <laughs> speaking uh <laughs> speaking of friendly vibes um i saw so i saw your uh your music video recently. oh thank you so much thank you man it's so good Thanks it's for so watching fun it. yeah absolutely the song is great um thank you and it, it's got uh you know the theme of this episode is is good vibes we we in every every episode we do we have a good vibes minute and so once a month we do a whole show of good vibes and oh nice I, this is all it, it seems like such good vibes um do you guys want to talk about the the song um a little bit beforehand or do you want to watch the the music video first well can i uh, i'd like to set i want to set it up real quick and then we can show it I love it. Please Just do. Very briefly. So like Joel's super, here's how this happened. Joel and I met at through UCB, both being performers at the UCB theater, of course. And then we found out we had similar musical tastes and we started saw, we saw Bruce Springsteen together and we would talk about music. Then we started doing a Beatles podcast. We're both anti-drug. We're both super anti-drug, <laughs> very far right. Far right, like pro book burning. Risky guest, risky guest for us. <laughs> yeah, we're the control group that you have on. And um, and uh, I started learning how to play the guitar, but I'm not very good at it. I've been on this show before doing bad guitar solos, which is a show I do. But um, as show. I was learning to play guitar, you know, I, I started writing songs, even though I couldn't play them that well. I got an itch to write songs. And so I sort of in a vulnerable moment showed them to Joel and was kind of like, do you think I could record these or am I, are these like the worst things ever? Am I insane? And uh, this one where you're going to see the video for was the first one I played for him. And I was like, maybe 10 seconds into it. He's like, this is great. Let's do it. And it oh, was, hell yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Nice. And I would have been totally understandable if he was like, do not, don't play this for anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't do it. And um I was so excited. And so we, we, we started recording songs and we, then in, and we decided to form a band. So now we're a band and we're both writing songs and it's um, really fun. And so this was the first, the, it was the first one I played for him. And it's also the first one that we finished actually making and doing a video for. So yeah. it was it's oddly a, prescient, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's called We Are Running From A Storm. And I just wrote it, I wrote it in 2017 as just like a story. But even though this episode that we're doing is- yeah. Song. it's and the this this song's uh endorsement by joel is a good vibe and it's a product of a friendship but the content of the song is a bad vibe because it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh it's being scared it's being scared of some nameless evil <laughs> yeah because i don't know i'm into fantasy sci-fi so i thought it'd be fun to write about a nameless evil cool and then a pandemic happened and i was like hey this song is accidentally this topical is God, it's so it's so topical. It's su super poignant. I 100% I assume that you thought to write this during the pandemic. Yeah. That's I wrote really it interesting. Two years ago. Crazy. Um, um, and we awesome. recorded it. We recorded the bones of it in February. Yeah, we were pretty much done with oh. all of my stuff. And then yeah. um, I want to give a shout out to my good, good friend, Jason Murgo, who did play the drums and mi mixed and mastered everything and made it sound really Made it sound really pro and great. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And this video we shot it during the pandemic in 20 minutes outside of Joel's apartment. Should we uh, <laughs> play this? Oh, cool. yeah. I love it. So, this is great. Let's check it out. Find some horses, true. 
driving through the night Branches slap our faces red And that won't halt our flight Crawling to the shelter near To try to keep us safe and warm But the sun is never coming back We live in darkness now And though we run with all our might No one can figure how we'll ever have a home again Instead of running from a storm We are running from a storm We are running from a storm Check the rations thoroughly We won't have time again to pause and choose our destiny Or wonder if and when we picked a plan to run away And to that plan we must conform So when your doubts arise again Extinguish them with force Thinking is a luxury And one we can endorse We only have one purpose now And that is running from a storm We are running from a storm When we're safe again I swear I'll never make mistakes again I'll care to take the time to always love you true And turn my head to face the skies of blue I will look right in your eyes And feel instead of always analyze I will love so plain and clear When our lives are free from fear But hush the hope that's in your mind It makes you shine too bright They'll sniff the budding happiness And steal us in the night They'll find our flimsy hiding place fucking good guys no, it's, it's so good no, it's, thank you um, it's pretty fun right uh, yeah. was, i, I watched fun. <laughs> i, I watched fun. Uh, a, um yeah. good vibes couple... even though it was bad oh sorry james go ahead yeah, totally it's, a, it's got a driving beat so it's kind of a, it's an yeah. upbeat energy yeah. even though the, uh -huh. the content is kind of spooky yeah no i was just gonna say when when uh when i saw it uh over social media i was like um you know i, I checked it out and i watched it a couple times and i really enjoyed it And then legit legitimately the next morning when I woke up, that song was fucking stuck oh, in my head. It's, oh, a great, thank you. it's a great hook. Oh. It's so catchy. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> audience is uh, freaking out. You're getting a lot of clapping. Oh, thank you so much. It's a lot of yes, Joe. Mickey yeah. Wu in all caps so, says, Joe, where's our shout out? Was that the, that's the first song. <laughs> Will, you said that's the first song you, you wrote? Yeah. 
Wow. And when you write it, do you, I don't know, I guess you're, you're taking guitar lessons. So, you know, like, do you write the, 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 is it called the yeah. beat or is it the melody? Yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah. Um, first or is it the words first? I love, thank you for asking this. Cause uh, I, I think more talented musicians always say, Oh, it happens all kinds of ways, but I have a specific mechanical process that I use. Great. Right. Which is that I pick the chords first that I like. That's from just learning, you know, songs often use very similar chord progression. So I take one that I like, change it a little bit, play the chord over and over and over again, start humming a melody. Then I put some gibberish words in and only then do I write the lyrics. And then, oh. and then I kind of go back. Then, then it's kind of like, okay, now I see what it is. And then I sort of redo it a little bit more organized. Oh, but it's, okay. it's, it's, it's music first and then words. So I okay, picked those cool. chords, they sounded creepy. And then I picked a melody that was kind of, you know, jittery and jumpy and stuff like that. And yeah, but um, that was that was the writing of it. And then when I gave it to Joel, though, it was me playing a guitar that was very threadbare and thin because I, I wasn't very good on the guitar and it was just my voice. And it was Joel and this guy, Jason Murgo, uh, our mixer and drummer, who like kind of gave it this like real heft, you know, that really made it like a rocker. Right. I was like, I mean, it's a dream come true just when was recorded, it was a dream come true. And honestly, anybody liking it at all, it's such a joy for me. That's so, so James, yeah, you good. saying that, you guys saying that, like it's, so we're good. already playing with house money, even just it's legitimately, it's, it's a, a handful it's of such a good tune. Oh, and it's so, you, yeah, like you said, accidentally topical, but it's so perfectly, like it's just so on point with exactly, I feel like the emotions of the moment. Uh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. I, I've been a huge fan of, well, Joel, you should say something, I'm talking too much. <laughs> uh, Joel, Joel, Joel plays all the instruments except for the drums. Like, I uh, I sing it, and um, but Joel plays so everything, crazy. and That's he even played even played the drums in the initial yeah. version. But we replaced the drums with some live drums from our mixer. Yeah, which is funny he, because I've 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 known Joel for years, you know, through through the comedy community, and and um, you know, Joel's a a, a great friend and. Uh, hilarious comedian and I had no idea that you uh, I found out recently that you're like a really gifted musician I had no I idea know. that that was Joel's modest um, about it but he's no joke he's a real deal part of your personality yeah that's so great <laughs> well it's sort of um, <clears throat> I've actually been uh, my, my little story on this whole band is that I've been writing songs privately to myself for years <laughs> really yeah. so in the, the next single we're going to release is one of mine that I basically got the, the gist of in 2000. Year, uh, yeah, uh, two, the year 2000. Yeah. Really? And it's just been sort of there, unfinished. And I don't know, so it, there might a, be some insecurity going on. Like, just it's so naked to just throw your stuff out yeah. there. And uh, Will has essentially provided this sort of safe context text for me to start releasing it yeah and also with his advice on my stuff which has been an encouragement has been really helpful i mean my main contribution to joel's stuff is just telling him that it's good and he should do it I mean, <laughs> other other little stuff too but mostly that's been my role is like this is good let's do it but when i hear this one uh, that i i love this song immediately when he played it for me and it it yeah, reminded wow. me of um uh, this rem song called underneath the bunker Oh, yeah, I, which I had never heard that song. 
Yeah. And, I, and somebody on social media pointed that, and it is, it does have similarities. It's yeah. Really cool it. Um, and, but what I, <laughs> my, my experience of watching it is just loving it, but that synth patch, that synth sound, the solo, um, yeah. when I initially discovered that it was just hunting through the sounds that I had on my synthesizer and I had it really low in the mix. And so it was, it was, I, I loved it. And then my buddy Jason just brought it all the way up. And I was like, oh my God, that's the worst, worst synth, synth patch I've ever heard in my life. I had no idea. And then it took him to kind of go and will to go like, no, this is pretty good. It's cheesy. It's so whenever I, I see that and also acting like I'm playing it on the guitar in the video, which yeah, is it's such a, a, it's a, it's so yes. fun. owning it twice more than it's, really funny. it's uh, such a, yeah. Uh, it's such a fun moment in the video and also, and this is kind of corny, yeah. I am a sucker for songs that have clapping in them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there I don't know something, what it is. I don't know what it is. I, I know exactly what you mean. There's something very childlike and vulnerable about it, but it also yeah. does work musically so well. Like a lot of early Beatles songs, I mean, Joel and I are huge Beatles fans, the whole Western hemisphere are huge Beatles fans, but I mean like, uh, early Beatles songs have lots of hand claps and there is something sort of cheesy and great about them. And I'm a, I'm a big yeah. fan. Of it. I think Joel put those in. I think Joel, you did that. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, it sort of felt like, felt those, like it needed. You, your hands. Yeah. Those are my hands. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. nice. Those are my hands and maybe Jason's, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, I really, I hated the sound of my hands and then Jason brought them up and I'm like, all right. <laughs> What's funny, it's funny working with Joel because he's, um, Joel's a multi-instrumentalist. He can play several instruments and he's also a producer. He knows how to record. And so he, you know, he, he arranged these songs. He thought about like what instruments to use and stuff like that. And I, I'm less fussy about it. I, 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 I'm like, what are the, what's the melody? What's the words? What's the beat? Beyond that, I don't have a ton of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> usually, but Joel will be like, like, yeah, he was just talking about the synth patch. He's like, my God, that synth patch is so, so too much or something. And I was like, what synth patch? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, the solo, solo is great. I don't know. That doesn't yeah. sound strange to me. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have enough talent or vocabulary sometimes to know if something's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. In terms of arrangements and stuff like that. I think that's why we're a good uh, pair. I do have opinions on like lyrics and sort of, I don't know, how, I don't know, song structure and like, you know, how many verses, how many choruses and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. yeah. Tempo and well, I, it, it, so. it feels like a cool dynamic too, because it kind of feels like, you know, well, you're, you're, you're kind of getting more into music and Joel, yeah. you're, you're a veteran of it. <laughs> so like, I I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to leave. I've been trying yeah. to leave the music yeah. business ever since. Yeah. But I think yeah. you got you guys can speak to this. I'm sure this is true on your show. Like any collaboration, an important component of it is sort of supporting each other and saying yes. But you don't say yes no. to everything. You do have to like be discern knowing knowing when it's time to be the editor, when it's time to hit the brakes or what whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's like actually it's funny when I am. Um, I first started at UCB a million years ago in New York City. The first show I ever did was directed by Owen Burke. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's- I know Owen. He was yeah. one of my teachers at one point. Yeah, you know, original UCB performer. 
and um, a really nice teacher and coach. And he was directing the show that I was in. And he kind of said it. He was like, all right, the show's going up in a month. For the next two weeks, we're going to say yes to every idea. Any idea anybody's got, we're just going to say yes to it for two weeks. And then after two weeks, we're going to start saying no to every idea. Mm. So we're going to say yes to get as many in here as we can, and then we'll start winnowing down. And I always thought, oh, that's like a smart creative process. Like, get the momentum going. Say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. I love that. And once it's all laid out, you can start to be like, oh, we don't need this. We don't need this. this." And I think that's something good about that sort of collaboration. We yeah. should because these guys have said no to me for months on my <laughs> idea of like an shut? all cocaine episode. So the energy will no, be so expensive. Really It'll be so expensive. Okay. Matt has his eye on the budget, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. That's Hey, stoners, for more information about past shows that we've done, future shows we're going to do, check out I'm2EffingHigh.com. What did you guys do? If you guys were going to like start, so like, you know, I I wrote this song two years ago. It was the first song I ever wrote, right? So like, what would be, um, if you guys were going to start a new artistic venture in what, what do you think you would do? Oh, like something, you know, sculpture. I don't know, like playwriting. Like if you were going to be like, I'll do this. I've never done this before. I've always wanted to do this. Have you had a little inkling? An inkling? Would cooking count? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I think maybe cooking for me. I bet you'd be Um, a good cook, James. I enjoy it. I'm not I'm not in any way, um, you know, like great or anything, but um, I'm still learning and I really like it. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite thing to make right now, James? Uh, I feel like I make a really good salmon. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have a special way of making it so that I uh, uh, I cook it skin first and sear it, and then serve it skin up, so yeah. that it feels oh. like you're eating crispy, like a really um, nice and salty, crispy cut of salmon. Mm. Ooh, this is the red zone for everybody who's high right now talking about intricate oh, yeah. food. Me hungry, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Upside down salmon skin. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down salmon skin. When someone uh, yeah, gives you, serves you salmon three ways and one of the ways well, is just upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJ well, Blue Dream is it's not going to be a under waiter. The plate. <laughs> it's under the plate. Upside yeah. down. <laughs> and in my hand. <laughs> DJ Blue Dream will not be a waiter at my restaurant if he's going to describe my dishes that way. Uh, got some, uh, got some burnt cornbread. Some it's toasted, DJ Blue Dream. It's toasted. Okay. What would you water? do, Matt? Matt, what what art form would you do? Oh, if it weren't uh, whatever I do now, it would be. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I like to cook, but I don't know if I would. Uh, I think woodworking would be fun. I don't oh, yeah. know anything about it though. Yeah. Like woodworking, like you've making a, things. Uh, you've got a good look for a carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got the yeah the Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think that would be that would be. I, I just because I don't know anything about it, uh, I would have to be. I would be starting from scratch. Um, I know it's made of wood. I know that much. Um, but that's about it. Hey, man, it's more than I knew. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that was really. You? How about you, Drew? Um, I've been trying to do a couple. Like the new thing I've not new, a fairly newish thing I've started doing, kind of basically post pandemic more so is learning the tabla which are the like indian hand drums mm-hmm. I've, I've never i never oh, really had cool. any musical talent growing up and i was like well i really love like that's beats cool. and stuff i love that side of things so i've just started learning that that's been fun but i feel like if it was something new that i'm not doing at all i think maybe like i'm i swear i'm not kidding it sounds like a joke answer but honestly like being like an erotica author i think would be really in my wheelhouse it's not a joke answer like steampunk erotica i was i mean i just steampunk erotica steampunk erotica that's amazing you should do it i I laid her on on that penny farthing and (laughs) i am actually i am this is not a joke i am writing an erotic novel (laughs) yes well and Maybe I'm doing on our next episode, great. you can read it. I'm down. doing it because um, a friend of mine from UCB, New York, like before the pandemic, like in January or something, I was like, man, I don't know, I'm bored. Like, I don't know what to work on next. You know what I mean? I'm not getting as much work as I want as an actor, and I'm just I'm getting antsy and I need something to do. And he was like, write a write a write a romance novel. I was like, huh? He's like, write a sex novel. And I was like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I don't know. You wanted something to do. And I was like, well, not that. But then he got it stuck in his head. And every time I talked to him, he's like, you're going to write that romance novel? And he started sending me money on Venmo to pay me in advance for writing it. You are a prostitute. This guy is hiring you. So, I'm, I'm, so I, I wrote a half a chapter yesterday. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, for, I think I think it might that's be. That's how all romance novels are written, you know. There's on a dare? Just forced yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I, you got to come in back like in two a month. years. Yeah, in like two oh years, God. Will, are you going to come back on this show? Just and read a We're going to read excerpts from, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I want to hear and it. And afterwards, yeah. we'll just be like, God, dude, that was so hot. Woof. Was- <laughs> 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 it's so fucking hot, man. <laughs> I'm too effing horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, hey, do you guys, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> boy you're about to launch into another chapter here what, what <laughs> will the stage is yours what should we do i was gonna pl- I, I wanted to play the original demo that i gave you to oh, yeah. show these guys how much work you put into it so you can see the journey that this song took this is the demo yeah, yeah this is the demo that i like did in my living room by myself what if it's just crazy no like nothing yeah. close to- not even close <laughs> it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's the sh- it's just the shrieks of a of an animal. We will find some horses true, driving through the night. Branches slap our faces red, and that won't help our flight. Crawl into a shelter near to try to keep us safe and warm. But the sun is never coming back. We live in darkness now, and though we run with all our might, no one can figure how we'll ever have a home again. Instead of running from a storm, we are running from a storm. You can just, you know, it's the song is there, but it's really thin yeah. and it's it's lost a lot of its impact. And yeah, yeah. So you can imagine, like, 
how when I heard the finished product, I was like, God the, damn. <laughs> the finished product, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's so much richer. Yeah. The yeah, finished yeah, product so much, is so much fuller. Uh, fuller, yeah. But still, I think honoring what was there, I think. But like it's pretty, I don't know, pretty amazing. Get pretty cool. Get every I recommend that everybody um you can take it back, Drew. Um hmm. uh I recommend everyone to find talented people to help finish your shit. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. This has been uh, such, such a good vibes, guys. Such such a good vibes episode. Uh, when, um, Joel and Will, when, when can we maybe expect uh, your next song or music video? Uh, I would know? imagine... Uh, let's just say soon. <laughs> uh, and I think what we're looking for is the the album to come out next month. June. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I yeah, guess yeah. I guess more importantly is where can people uh, where can people ah. find out information about, you know, uh, we uh, got a Facebook listen. page. Our band name is Wayne and Rodney, which is confusing because that's neither of our names. But um, <laughs> the band is Wait, Wayne and Rodney. Neither of your names? <laughs> all right let's go over our names again okay. uh, all right we'll start with you rodney <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a facebook page wayne and rodney and an instagram account wayne and rodney and that's a good place to find out and it's ampersand right yeah wayne ampersand rodney and uh yeah that's we'll announce cool. stuff there we're on spotify and apple music and stuff so awesome. oh cool, yeah. cool. our album's um, going to be called turn it up turn it up I love it. Um, well, thanks again for coming on the show. You yeah, guys. thanks so much oh, for having you. us. It's such yeah. a generous yeah. uh, offer, James. Yeah. What, what you're not the worst guy in my book. You're no, no, no. You're oh, you're a significant what? Huxley novel. Yeah. <laughs> you're sunset uh, sherbet to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever if you I ever uh, run for politics, I will vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> That Harold third beat muscle kicking in a high gear for Wilhelm. <laughs> I baby. promise it will be on an anti-drug alt-right book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Connections See? galore. That's uh, Will Hines' James Bond name right there is Connections Galore. <laughs> <laughs> the most boring James Bond. <laughs> he doesn't sleep with anybody, but he finishes an elegant Harold. <laughs> This has been a blast, you guys. And thanks uh, to the audience for tuning in. And uh, make sure you guys check out Joel and Will's um, uh, bands. And what, you said it was Wayne called, and Rodney. Sorry, Wayne, and Rodney. You... Wayne and Rodney. <laughs> Just think of our names, man. Just think of our names. <laughs> Just think of your names. Yeah. Um, and I'm twoeffinghigh.com for any other information about future shows. Thanks so much, guys. Stay two effing high. Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs. 
a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.